Well, as I said at the beginning of Mass, at the request of our bishop, uh, I'd like to uh, offer a Mass for the preservation of peace uh, in the world, and if we can just be mindful of that and pray, uh, we can make a real difference. It's an amazing thing to think about that, that us right here, right now, we're nobodies and nowhere. Uh, I know Lyons is an important place to us, but, you know, in the global scheme of things, it's not the most, you know, important place. So we're really a bunch of nobodies in, in nowhere, but our prayer uh, has eternal power and eternal consequences. So let's pray today for peace, knowing that we really can make a difference um, by, uh, by our prayers. Uh, we're only 12. I realize I looked around and we're counting. We're 12 of us here. That's pretty cool. We're either the dirty dozen or we're the 12 apostles. <laughs> so um, today I'll just focus on one line here uh, from the book of the prophet Micah. A famous line. We, we've heard this probably many times. It's a very quotable biblical passage. Only, what is God? You have been told, O oh man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you, only to do the right and to love goodness and to walk humbly with your God. To love goodness. That's going to be what my homily is about. To love goodness. To love goodness. Uh, with uh, all the terrorism that's taking place in the, in the world right now, um, it's uh, Islamic extremism. And in the Islamic religion, um, there is a kind of a, a theological error that they make. And it's really kind of at the root basis of a lot of the kind of Extremism and the fanaticism. Okay, fanaticism is essentially an adherence to religion completely absent uh, of reason. Okay, the Catholic tradition uh, we believe that faith sort of transcends reason, but that it's never contrary to reason, and that with our reason we can come to understand many things, such as the existence of God, many of His attributes. We can come to know through reason alone that God is all good, for example. Uh, and uh, we have a sense of justice, a sense of ethics. We have a knowledge of the human soul. Um, now, that's not always immediate to people, uh, you know, because our, our reason sometimes being darkened by original sin doesn't function so well. So sometimes people become atheists and they get confused and they don't, well, maybe there really is no such thing as right and wrong. And, you know, their, their reason is not functioning properly. But... Given uh, the proper functioning of reason, there are many things that, that we can know by reason. And um, this is something that we as Catholics, we might not share the same religion with everybody, but we share reason with them. We're all made in the image of God and we participate in reason. Now, uh, so, so for us, faith and reason work in harmony and concert. And uh, if any priest were to come up and say, Faith is, faith is, you know, believing in something that you know is not true by your reason. Obviously, that's ridiculous. That's not a properly Christian understanding of faith. Um, and of course, uh, Islamic thinkers and theologians don't say exactly that. But they do adhere to something that really, in the end of the day, vitiates their reason. And that is this. Uh, it goes back to a philosophical problem that was dealt with by the Greeks. So if you go to Plato, one of his writings... Uh, he deals with this very important question. Do we do something, uh, is, is what, it, what is good, what is ethically, ethically good based on God's commandments? So is something good because God commands it, or does God command it because it's good? See the difference between those things? So let me just phrase that again. Is something good to do, like ethically or morally good, because simply because God commands it, or does God command it because it's good? 
Now, in the Catholic tradition, for the most part, there are some exceptions, like some, this one theologian, Occam, said, said you know, the opposite. But for the most part, in the Catholic tradition, we basically say, no, 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 God commands us to do X, Y, and Z and to not do A, B, and C because these things in themselves objectively are good for us or objectively bad for us. Okay, And God is our teacher. He's instructing us to live according to our nature and towards to what's truly good and flourishing for us as human beings. So it couldn't ever be the case for a Christian thinker, Catholic Christian thinker, couldn't ever be the case that God would command something like idolatry. Idolatry is just wrong, period. God couldn't make it to be any other way. All right, It's just in the nature of things. Now, believe it or not, for the Islamic thinkers, that's not the case. For Islamic thinkers, they say, there's a famous saying amongst the Muslims, God is not chained. And so they, they think of God as so utterly transcendent uh, and they don't talk about the image of God. Human beings are not necessarily made in the image of God, okay? Because that would be idolatrous in the in the Islamic thinking. So there's such this radical difference between nature and the divine for the Muslim that it would be blasphemous to assume that God would not be free to pretty much do whatever he wanted to do. Raw will. Raw will. No divine intelligence involved in just raw will. So, for the Islamic thinker, something is good or bad simply because God has said it's good or bad. And so their ethics reduces to purely the divine will. Whereas for us, it's God, is he has his intellect and he knows what is our nature, ultimately being based on his own nature, Okay, because God is the supreme good. So it's not like there's a standard outside of God that God's got to obey, all right? Like God's got to read the Ten Commandments, he forgets and he references the Ten Commandments. It's not like that. It's God's own nature is the supreme, most fundamental standard, and he is essential goodness itself. And uh, on the basis of his nature, in, in created nature, that goodness is reflected. And we have access, our minds can penetrate to that goodness with just with our minds, just with our reason, if they're functioning properly. And so we can know by reason what's right and wrong. And that's what conscience is. Conscience tells us to do what is good and to shun what is evil. And all human beings share that conscience. When you embrace, uh, you know, get into this kind of religious fanaticism, um, you are vitiating your reason. You're ignoring, okay, these people are non-combatants. They're innocent people. You are unjustified in any moral scheme to be killing innocent people who are sitting around doing nothing and they're not immediately attacking you. Okay, that Common sense tells us that. But if you embrace a kind of a, a, a warped religion that basically says, you know, has a, has a way of justifying something as atrocious as the killing of non-combatants, uh, this is a problem. This is a problem. Now, um, let me just quote this uh, very wonderful document here from the Second Vatican Council, Gaudium in Space. It talks about conscience, the importance of conscience. In the depths of his conscience, man detects a law which he does not impose upon himself, but which holds him to obedience. It's an amazing thing. There's this law in our hearts that we can't escape. Always summoning him to love good and to avoid evil. The voice of conscience, when necessary, speaks to his heart. Do this, shun that. For man has in his heart a law written by God. To obey it is the very dignity of man. According to it, he will be judged. Conscience is the most secret core and sanctuary of a man. 
There he is alone with God, whose voice echoes in his depths. In a wonderful manner, conscience reveals that law which is fulfilled by love of God and neighbor. In fidelity to conscience, Christians are joined with the rest of man in the search for truth and for the genuine solution to the numerous problems which arise in the life of individuals from social relationships. Hence, the more right conscience holds sway, the more persons and groups turn aside from blind choice and strive to be guided by the objective norms of morality. Conscience frequently errs from invincible ignorance without losing its dignity. So there's some basic things that no one can disagree with, like you have to always do what's good and avoid what's evil. From, you know, there's higher level uh, deductions from these basic ethical principles that we can kind of differ on and we can have, we can be in error about. But as long as we're true to those basic, you know, that basic core, that's what we have in common and we can be in dialogue with each other, reasoning about right and wrong, trying to find just solutions and ways of living in peace with one another. Um, the same cannot be said for a man who cares but little for truth and goodness, or for a conscience which by degrees grows practically sightless as a result of habitual sin. So if you kill someone and then you do it again, and you do it again, and you do it again, you know what that does to your conscience? It totally destroys it. And the more you live your life that way, the more you become a conscienceless, soulless automaton. Now, we can thank God that the vast majority of Muslims in the world are not fanatics. And they share with us uh, reason and conscience. And uh, the vast majority of Muslims are uh, upright, average, common, everyday people. And so it's with them that we need to really join hands to find just solutions against the threat of terrorism, which is, which is threatening all. If you look at ISIS, do you know who ISIS are killing Christians as they've liquidated the Middle East of its Christian population? But you know who they're really killing is other, other Muslims. That's who they're really killing. I mean, that's the vast majority of people they kill are other Muslims. So we can join with, with Muslims knowing that there are people of, of goodwill uh, amongst all religions and trusting that they have access to reason and to conscience because they're made in the image of God. And we can find just solutions uh, for uh, these problems of living in harmony with one another. So my brothers and sisters today, let us pray that we, as the prophet Micah would say, whether we're Muslim or whether we're Christian, that we would love goodness 